another day, another recording of Geek So To Speak podcast number 145. Except for me, this is the 287th time I've recorded this podcast. Hey Rob, are you ready to record this podcast? Why are you saying that like that? How do you know what I'm going to tell you? This is getting really weird. I'm an idiot. I knew it. Well, he did it again. He tricked me into calling myself an idiot. Who are you talking to? That's only the 187th time I've done that. You'd think I would have learned by now. Well, time to kill myself and start this over. Wow. Well, that was weird. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm talking movies, TV shows, video games, you name it, we're going to talk about it. And uh, my name is Shoff, and uh, I represent one half of this dynamic podcasting duo. With me on the line, as always, my very, very best friend. May I introduce you all to the wonderful Wonder Rob. How you doing, Wonder Rob? What's up, everybody? I'm not just his best friend. I am officially your best friend, too. If uh, for any reason you're in a conversation and you want to say something your friend said, hey, my friend said this, but you're really just quoting the podcast, by all means, feel free to just refer to me as your best friend. That's yeah, totally fine. Totally. Totally. <laughs> well, Wonder Rob and I are very excited to bring you episode 145. We are recording this on Thursday, March 11th, tentatively scheduled to go live on Friday the 12th. Um, <laughs> Unless say, it doesn't. Yeah, I say tentatively because there's that small chance that it might not, but there's a really solid chance that it will. So we're going to go with that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. If it's your first time listening to us, you've never ever heard of us before. Maybe a friend referred you to us. Maybe you were searching geek news on Apple podcasts and it brought you right to us. Cause we're always in the top four, uh, in those search results. Um, we're usually number one, but there's a Japanese podcast out there that is under the banner of geek news, but it it's anything, but <laughs> at least we don't necessarily know because we don't speak or read Japanese. Uh, so, so yeah, but anyways, we're, we're the number one English speaking geek news podcast in the yeah. world. Yeah. We'll take that. That's in the, the title that we just bestowed yeah. upon ourselves. 
<laughs> but anyways, if you're just joining us, please, please, please hit the subscribe button. That way you get to know uh, as soon as an episode drops, you'll get a notification on your phone or mobile device or whatever. Um, as well, um, if you haven't already done so, and there's plenty of listeners out there who haven't done this yet, we highly, highly encourage that you rate and review us. Give us a chance uh, uh, to give you the proper shout out that you deserve as one of our, our listeners on the show. Um, yeah. We ask every episode, but uh, unfortunately our listeners just haven't given us the feedback. Uh, they're, they're, they're wonderful um, yes. it, it, with the engagement on social media, but we just haven't seen a whole lot of reviews. <laughs> this isn't a guilt trip. You no. guys, but all we're saying is, is we see the listener numbers, so we know that there are people listening. It's not us speaking into the void. There are, in fact, people listening to this, and so we're not guilt-tripping you, but it's like the people who watch PBS Shaf but never donate to the telethons, <laughs> you know? It's true. It's the same thing. I'm just saying. This podcast was made by geeks like you. we will not give you a tote bag but we will give you a boner for reviewing us that's right (laughs) so thank you so much again if you're coming back to us and you've been listening to us for quite some time 145 episodes that's that's no small potatoes right there we have seen plenty of of other podcasts come and go during our tenure and we're proud to say that we are going strong no sign of stopping anytime soon so um so yeah, so with that though, um, we've got a great episode in line for you. We've got some geek news to bring you, some stuff from movies, TV shows, and video games. Uh, and also a main segment today focused on a, a Hulu Plus uh, uh, movie that just came out uh, this uh, this March. And it's called Boss Level. And it stars good old crossbones from the MCU and a bunch of other actors. Some that are like... Academy Award winners and stuff too. It's it's kind of a a grab bag of people. It's really surprising. There, I mean, you got actors, an actor from Mad TV <laughs> next to an Academy Award winner, uh, hmm. next to um, Frank Grillo. <laughs> yeah, next to Frank Grillo. I mean, it's it's all over the place. So we're gonna talk about this movie um, as our final segment as well. But before we get into all of that, one thing we always do is uh, being best friends. We talk all the time, but Sometimes, uh, you know, the weeks get pretty busy and we even have to fill each other in on what we've done over the past week. And I don't know about Wonder Rob's week because I know he's been busy, but my week has been mega busy and there's a lot that I want to share on the podcast. So, but first, Wonder Rob, let me know what's been going on with you. Mega busy. (laughs) That's the first thing that popped into my mind when I heard you say that. Let me tell you. About my week, Shaf. I, too, have been mega busy. This is going to come as a shock to you and our loyal listeners who listen to me say this every week. But can you believe I've been swamped with work? That's crazy. Oh <laughs> it's become the gosh. norm. It's become the norm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Norm was never my favorite uh, on Cheers, <laughs> but it has become him. Uh, that's for sure. I was always... Uh, I was a Woody Harrelson fan myself, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, It's been a super duper busy week. I work just like always, but I told you this off the air. I actually told it to our group chat, you, me, the corrections department. And uh, for some reason, your arch nemesis, Vactor, who is also in the group chat, uh, 
I landed a very, very, very big sale this week, you guys. I mean, uh, the probably the biggest that I've done. Well, not probably, definitely the biggest I've done, and the biggest in in uh, my company's history. Shaw. Oh my gosh! So I'm not going to get into any more details about it, but I'll let you know that I am in the design and engineering field, and it. Uh, I've been working on this particular design. For almost three months, as Shaf can attest to, because I've shown it to him before, uh, but it it all finally came together. I didn't think it would, Shaf, but it did. So that's just a little humble brag. That's just a little humble brag on myself. But outside of work, I started reading Shaf. Yes, I do know how to read, despite the way I speak on this podcast. I started reading a graphic novel, a short series, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Ooh, versus. Okay, so they're fighting each other. They do fight, but just like in every team-up comic, <laughs> you know they fight, but then they, they they realize they have some sort of common ground, and they team up and, and go on their, their merry way, just like I suspect some uh, movie to play out. A little Kong versus Gazira, but we'll talk about that bet when we get to that movie. That's, That's just a right. little tease. That's a little teaser coming up for when, uh, whenever that movie comes out. May? I don't know. Whatever. No, no, it comes out this this month at the end of the month. Oh, is it this month? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's well, like, we might have to March talk 31st. about that bet yeah. a little sooner. Uh, but anyway, I'm almost done with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Power Rangers series, so I, I'm not going to spoil it because I, well, I haven't finished it yet, but I will tell you a few key points, Shaf, that I think you might find interesting. Can I can I take a, a wild guess? Is there a, a very prominently featured advertising for Krispy Kreme in this uh, graphic novel? <laughs> I was going to say, you know how Rita Repulsa just likes to find everyday objects and turn them into monsters, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> how do you like a Krispy Kreme uh, donut that's 50 stories tall smash in the <laughs> yeah. city? Rita's like, we heard you like donuts, so we put donuts... In your city, 60 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Full of jelly custard, even. Uh, no, that's not what happened. But I'm going to give you just two plot points that I think are going to intrigue you and maybe will even uh, inspire you to pick up this series, Shaf. Okay, okay. so it's good. Number one, Power Rangers are in Angel Grove. Mm. Uh, of course. And it's the OG Power Rangers, let me tell you. You know, uh, Jason, Billy, Tanya, Kim. Tanya. uh, Zach. (laughs) Wait, no. Trini. Trini. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya. Uh, You remember. (laughs) You remember Tanya. She was the, uh, you know, the the off-white ranger. Um, Anyway. You got the Power Rangers in Angel Grove, and they're they're fighting the Putty Patrol. They're doing the thing, and they're like, "Where's Tommy? Tommy could be helping us, but this lazy son bitch is not coming to help. He's been gone for three weeks. What is going on?" Well, turns out, Shav, Tommy is in New York City because he joined the Foot Clan. Oh no, Tommy! And Shredder found out about it. And you know what Shredder did? Took his uh, morpher and becomes the Green Ranger. I love this already. That's all. That's all I'm going to tell you. Because (laughs) anything more than that 
it gets it gets juicier than that. But I don't want to ruin it. Shredder it's, is in possession of the Dragon Zord. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, yes. And then there's even a joke uh, that Michelangelo makes about the Green Ranger. He's like, "How does he play that flute through his metal faceplate?" <laughs> It's a good question. It's, it's a good series. And the art is really, really great. I really like the, the art. Um, the turtles, the design of the turtles, it's it's a traditional look, meaning like the look you would expect, not the uh, CG Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But it, it is a slightly different take on the original look. And But I do like it. I do like it a lot. The art is very, very sharp. Um, and they, they really nail the... Uh, the the cadence of the Power Rangers when they're fighting, especially Tommy, when Tommy's fighting, because you know whenever Tommy'd be fighting on Power Rangers, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, like with every single yeah. move that he did. And so every time Tommy is fighting, they have they have these giant high outward bubbles over everything that he's doing, and it really <laughs> makes me laugh. Nobody it. else is doing it, but Tommy. The Ninja Turtles aren't doing it, but Tommy's just always making those noises. Um, but the art's okay. really great. The story question is, is it good. Rita or is it Lord Zed? It's Rita. Okay. Because we're talking OG OG. Okay. Uh, you know, Tommy's the Green Ranger in this. He ain't no White Ranger. White Ranger Tiger Power. White Ranger Tiger Power. Remember that song? <laughs> go White Ranger. Go White Ranger. Go. I had the album shop. I had all the. <laughs> I had all the, like the, the toys, the, the figures, you know, like with the, they would, uh, combine and make the ultra mega Zordon thing in my Bob. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, yeah, 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 shop. That is not what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> a little alpha five humor for you there. Uh, but no, I, I like this series a lot. Like I said, I'm just about done with it. I haven't finished it completely. Uh, but I'll I'll give my final book report next week, but I am enjoying it. I am enjoying Can't, it. And next on my list, Shaf, yeah. Before I continue, a little book uh, somebody gave me called uh, Three Jokers. Ooh, well, I'm gonna read that. And I know, <laughs> I know your arch nemesis Factor has been dying to hear my take on that. So it's two birds with one stone. I'm going to tell you all about the book you got me and your arch nemesis factor will get off my back and uh, finally hear my thoughts. And get on my front. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then, of course, you question. know, I watched Boss Battle. Oh, yes. Yes. One more question on this Power Rangers uh, graphic novel. Hit me with it. Does it feature any appearances by Bulk and or Skull? It's got Bebop and Rocksteady. Nope. <laughs> Those are, that's two demerits. Two demerits. Two demerits. Okay. You, you know, uh, they can't put Bebop and Rock, or not Bebop and Rocksteady, excuse me. They can't put Bulk and Skull in the comics. And I think I figured out the reason why. Because you can't adequately get their background theme into a comic book. You know, <laughs> whenever Bulk and Skull would walk into the, the room, it would always be like, wah, 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 wah. I could do that all day. I got that 
The theme song for Bulk and Skull, their theme music, is tattooed to my brain, Shaf. That is Can a memory you, um, that will last up until I'm dead. At the end of the episode, I hope you'll you'll treat our listeners to a full-fledged Bulk and Skull theme oh acapella. My God. Oh my god! I just gave you the whole thing. <laughs> just put it. Just you know, cut that clip. Put it at the very end of the podcast. That way, they they don't have to rewind. And I'll they just, just loop, go I'll back. just loop it into eternity. Five minutes, <laughs> five ten minutes of it. Why is that the latest episode of Geek, so to speak? Five hours. Well, it's four hours of Rob doing the Balkan Skull theme. They're like, yeah, but if you listen long enough, Ivan Ooze comes out. <laughs> I all I quote bulk from bulk and skull to my wife on a regular basis and she has no idea i'm doing it there's a line in the power rangers movie where bulk and skull they they're parachuting in from uh an airplane for some reason they all went skydiving uh bulk and skull and the power rangers keep in mind these are teenagers quote unquote teenagers but they've got enough training where they all can solo skydive uh also, Bulk and Skull, they can solo, they can uh, you know skydive too. They don't have to be doing tandems or anything like that. They, the Power Rangers, uh, you know, do their skydiving. Bulk and Skull do their skydiving. But of course, Bulk and Skull land in, uh, you know, construction zone where Ivan Ooze is because they can't do anything right. But they land, and Skull looks at Bulk and he says, "Hey, Bulk, you hungry?" And uh, Bulk says, "Always," and. <laughs> I always say that to my wife. Anytime my wife asks me, are you hungry? I go, always. And she just doesn't get it. She doesn't know that I'm quoting Bulk from the Power Rangers movie. Uh, and she doesn't listen to this podcast, so she still will never know. But you will all know. <laughs> I love this inside joke. <laughs> it's an inside joke to myself that nobody gets but me. But that doesn't stop me from saying it every right. single time. And I say it in that voice. I go, always. And she's like, oh, honey, you're so funny. Oh, this is, I fall more in love with you every day. <laughs> you're so original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish man. more people, more people uh, just understood. And then they brought, look, I'm getting off on a Power Rangers tangent. I haven't watched Power Rangers in years. I'm going to just put a, put a, a little asterisk behind that. But I know a few years ago, Bulk, at the very least, came back to Power Rangers because they had this big commercial series, or excuse me, a series of commercials where they'd be like, Bulk is back! And he was he was bald, and he was, I don't know, like 45 or 50 or however old that actor is. Um, but he was back on as a regular for Power Rangers for a short time. It was not enough to get me to rewatch the show. I don't think there's anything that they could do to get me to watch the show short of Weird Al or Jack Black or the Aquabats being on it. Um, or maybe if you got a voiceover part for one of the bad guys. But you know what? I was still like, good for him. Good for Bulk. What's this guy been doing? Nothing. Nothing. I have not seen that actor in anything. As a matter of fact, here I go right now. Bulk from Power Rangers Google. Okay. Uh, did you know his full name is Far- Far- Farkas Bulkmeyer? Played by Paul Schreier. 
and I'm going to his IMDb page right now, you guys. We are getting to the bottom <laughs> of this mystery. These are the best episodes, Shaf. Yeah. <laughs> where where this happens. Um, he he was in Mighty Magiswords. Uh, Power Rangers Hyperforce. That's the one, Shaf. Power Rangers Samurai. He was in that. Power Rangers Samurai colon a new enemy. Power, Power Rangers Time Force colon Dawn of Destiny. Power Rangers Wild Force. Power Rangers Light Speed Rescue. He's been in Power Rangers movie. Lost Galaxy. Power Rangers in Space. This guy almost exclusively acts in Power Rangers. Like, good for him. <laughs> Keeping, you know, it's paying the bills. He's getting his his uh his SAG credits. Uh, he's getting the insurance. So good for him. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, would you, would you? St- <laughs> will you be uh will you consider uh being in the next uh power rangers show always <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> will always consider it um i had to keep like rethinking it in my head I'm like how do i say this with the right context so that always works and then i was making my head like my brain inside my head melt. So anyways, moving on. Um, was there anything else this week you want to talk about? Nope. Or is it that was it. I okay. watched, I watched, um, whatever the movie it is that we're going to talk about later. Boss <laughs> That's level. about I, it. I thought at first I thought you said boss baby. And I was like, Oh shoot, you watched the wrong movie. Bro. <laughs> oh man. Let me tell you about the scene where uh, boss baby says that cookies are for closers. I've got some thoughts on this. uh okay well that was uh i'm i'm very excited about this uh this comic book i might have to check it out because it's got everything i enjoy about power rangers and tmnt so it's a (sighs) win-win okay let's see i have a lot to tell you wonder rob a lot to tell you let's do it all right so um let's see where do i begin um well, as our listeners know, I've been building out the studio. We, we moved, and I've been slowly getting things into the place. Well, I officially have the comic book wall up. I've got a wall of, of 1960s and 1970s comic books that were given to me, or I'm sorry, uh, bequeathed. Is that a word? Bequeathed? Uh, I believe it is bequeathed, Shuff. <laughs> I was worried you were going to go there with it. <laughs> Well, your worries were true. They came yes. true. Well, I I was bequeathed these comic books by <laughs> by my uncle. <laughs> um nice. and uh uh and so I wanted to display them prominently. So now they've got a prominent location. I've got my lightsaber above me right now from Disneyland. It only took a year, but I got that mounted up on the wall, so I'm happy about that. Although it's been making these phantom noises just randomly and i think it might be related to the battery it just makes this whirring sound like it might because as a loyal geek so to speak listeners will know we went to galaxy's edge of disneyland and we got lightsabers on the same day the same minute that's right Uh, my battery died in my lightsaber and i recently had to replace it so yours might be on the edge too oh i've already replaced it too yeah Oh, totally. Well, never mind. Um, 
what else? What else? What else? Okay. Um, part of getting this room together was having to go to Ikea. So I teased this in our group chat, but there was a big to do with Ikea. So I want to have, does it have anything to do with the Swedish meatballs? I wish I should have gotten some Swedish meatballs while I was there, but I was too, um, flustered. I was too out of sorts to even consider getting the meatballs. Oh my God. Did you poop your pants? No. He worse. I pooped and peed my pants. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it was a twofer. No. Worse, I pooped someone else's pants. <laughs> <laughs> no. That reminds um, me, just real ahead. quick, my uh my uh, sister-in-law, she has a son named Oliver uh who's potty training right now and uh the the last time I saw him, he he pooped in his pants, uh but he's potty training. And so his mom found out about it. It's just like, you know, casually, did you poop your pants? And he's like, no, some mom, somebody pooped in my pants. <laughs> somebody pooped in my pants. He's like almost three. <laughs> and it's like the best <laughs> lie I've ever heard. Somebody pooped in my pants. <laughs> okay. Anyways, continue. <laughs> it was a mystery. It all I happened was, so fast. Like, Imagine the confidence in this kid. Somebody, yeah. mom, somebody pooped in my pants. <laughs> I don't really know who, but somebody did it. So please, I am not in trouble. Yeah. Thank you. You find this man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's hear the Ikea story. I promise I will not talk about poop anymore. Let's do no, it. No, it's okay. It's okay. So uh, so when I got to Ikea, which by the way, Ikea uh, is not local to my city. Uh, it's not even really local to our general county. It's south of Denver, which for us is probably about an hour and 10 hour and 15 minutes away. So it's not super close, uh, to, to go there, you have to really have a purpose, right? So my only purpose was to go there, to get my bookcase, to, to potentially get a TV stand and then get the fuck out of there because Ikea is a nightmare to go to Ikea. It's a nightmare to go through all of those aisles and everything else. But I get there, park my car. I start going through all the, the maze that they create for you to get to the section that has the, uh, the bookcase and the TV stand. Thankfully the bookcase and TV stand are in the same spot. So that makes it easy. I start to deliberate over what I want. I'm texting you guys, uh, to get your take on how big is the PS five? Will it fit in one of these, uh, cabinets or whatever else? Um, I decide which ones I want to get. So now I know, okay, it's Ikea, right? You don't just pick something off the shelf. You got to go to the warehouse section, which you have to get to the warehouse section. That's a long, long journey. So I'm taking every possible shortcut. I'm getting stuck behind all of these people. It's slammed. Everyone and their mom is there. Finally get to the warehouse. The line to the, the registers is at the entrance of the warehouse. And the warehouse has like... 36 to 41 aisles like it, it's huge so that can give you some kind of context of how long this line was so I, I go and I grab one of those carts and I get the boxes um two super skinny but very long boxes uh you know nothing like me all right you know my my boxes would probably be thicker uh and uh, they would maybe uh, average size or something I don't know oh man <laughs> 
<laughs> Getting awfully <laughs> defensive about the size of your boxes. <laughs> Look at me. Come on. I've never had any complaints about my boxes, okay? Gosh. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I uh, I get in line. Finally, after probably about 20 minutes of standing in line, uh, and this is after I've been at the place for over an hour, hour and a half, just weaving through people and whatnot. It's my turn to check out. She scans my stuff. She says, okay, it's come to this amount. Will you be paying with uh, cash or credit? And I reach into my back pocket to grab my wallet. Mm-hmm. And my wallet is missing my debit card. Oh, so you had your wallet, but your debit card was nowhere to That's be found. That's right. Took okay. out my wallet, no debit card. I do not have a credit card to my name. I do not have... What? Yeah. I do not have a checkbook on hand. I do not have cash in my wallet. I'll cut you a break on the checkbook because it's 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, in the instance of, like, desperation, right? Like, I I didn't have any means to pay for anything. And I was like, okay, fuck. So I'm thinking my debit card has to have fallen out of my, my jacket pocket. Uh, it's got to be in the car. So I'm like, oh, excuse me. Just I'm just going to put this to the side. I'm going to go run out to the parking lot, grab my card. I'll be right back. Go to the parking lot, check the car. No card whatsoever. Uh, now I'm like, well, great. I know. I'll just go to a, a, a Chase branch and I'll get, uh, I'll just take out money. Uh, then I realize it's Sunday. Can't do that because all the branches are closed. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm like, do I literally have to drive all the way back home without anything? When it was in my hands, I was so close to to bringing it back home with me. And I'm freaking out. I I call the bank and I'm like, what can we do? Can I... Is that can I use my my driver's license at a at an ATM to identify me? And then like, is there other other ways to do this? She's like, uh, no, but you can use Apple Pay um, at the at the ATM. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I was like, okay. So I go and I find the local branch for for Chase, and mm-hmm. there's only a drive up ATM. And I go and I, I try and see if there's a way to use Apple Pay at the ATM so I can get money out. Maybe it'll okay. recognize me by showing my, the Chase card and on my uh, on my iPhone. There's nothing. I don't know what she's talking about. There is nothing on the ATM that will let me do this. So I've, <laughs> I, I then drive to another Chase uh, because I'm trying to find a branch that has an ATM outside, not like inside the double doors because the double doors are locked, right? So mm-hmm. the what happened to ATMs being outside the branch? Like, don't banks do that anymore? Is that not a thing anymore? <laughs> I mean, I'm a Bank of America guy. I've never had that problem ever. <laughs> Maybe it's a Chase thing. It must be. All the I went to three different branches, and all of them had the ATMs <clears throat> beyond the doors. You couldn't get to them. So I'm still, without any means to get money, I'm starting to get super hungry, and I have no means to buy anything with it where's uh where's your girl and your baby they're back home okay and we only have one vehicle so it's not like they could go and like meet me and and bring my card to me or bring me money or whatever anything like that so yeah i had the vehicle so it was a i was left to figure it out basically so then i call ikea i'm like you know what here's what i could do i'll order 
the Ikea stuff on their website through my phone. And my phone already has the means to pay for something built into it. That'll be make it easy. I try to do that. And they're saying, oh, no, no pickup window is open for you. You'll have to wait till tomorrow. I'm like, oh, (sighs) fuck you. I swear to God. I was like, I literally had it in my hands. Now I have it in my cart, but you're telling me there's no way I can pick it up. I'm, I, I could literally like stand outside. I know it's there. I know what stock you have. You're not going to give it to me. Uh, so then I call and I talk to customer service. She's like, well, you know, you can use Apple pay at the register, right? Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, um, no. I didn't know that actually. Uh, she's like, yeah, just come on back. Uh, and, uh, and you will have to get back in line and whatnot, but you should be fine. Sure enough. She's absolutely right. Apple pay works just fine at the terminal. What was that I'm first thinking, girl talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I've never used Apple pay at a terminal before. Like I've never paid that way. I've always given my card or I've maybe like done the little like tap thing, right. Where like you use your chip uh-huh. But I've never paid with my phone somewhere. Like I've paid for stuff online, like through like Grubhub or DoorDash or something like that with my phone, but never at a terminal. And I'm thinking, am I just really old? Like, is that, is that, is that a sign that I'm like part of like the old generation that I've never done this, that I never even considered using Apple pay at a terminal. Cause I tell you what, after that I had to stop and get some food. I went to Cadoba got myself a, a, a queso uh, burrito bowl and mm-hmm. uh, they, they took Apple pay. <laughs> then I went and on the way back home uh, with the bookcase and everything in tow. Um, I stopped at the comic book shop, the, the local one, we're talking like a locally owned comic book shop. And I got uh, our corrections department, a copy of the uh, vision collection that we were talking about last week. And they took Apple pay. And I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? How did I miss this? Like, I feel like an old person. Like you look at kids when they like have a phone in their hands or they're like, they know how to work the Blu-ray player, but they're like two years old. Like it's just baffling. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm (laughs) totally, uh, I'm totally obsolete. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, so what what an ordeal, but it's all over with bookcases built. TV stand is up. TV is on it. The, the, the place looks great. So yeah, so long story, but it was, it was quite the ordeal that I, I had to deal with. Oh my God. I'm glad that all worked out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, uh, real quick, uh, cause I've basically talked for too long about all of this. Um, real quick, we have a couple of corrections from the corrections department. Uh, our good friend, uh, Mark Vibbert is our corrections department and every week he listens intently for anything on the uh, past episodes that needs to be revised, needs to be addressed. Um, He said that I had a questionable pronunciation of uh, the gentleman who will be playing Blade in the upcoming MCU reboot. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how I said it, (laughs) but apparently the correct way is Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. I definitely did not say that. Um, He also said that the making of special for WandaVision is titled Assembled, 
the making of WandaVision. I might have called it unassembled. I can't remember. Um, but he also told me in a separate message that we almost had a queen sweep going, uh, which I didn't know what that meant. I, th- I thought that was maybe like lingo. <laughs> you learned about Apple Pay and queen sweep all in one week. Yeah. I was like, I know what a clean sweep is, but a queen sweep, is this from Queen's Gambit, which I, which I haven't seen on on, on uh, Netflix? I'm behind the times on this. And uh, so I found out basically that when you say something wrong, but then you correct yourself basically before, I don't know. That's basically what a queen sweep is. Isn't it from Rhett and Link? Didn't they originate the they say, term? Yeah, they say that a lot on, on Rhett and Link. Queen okay. sweep. Okay. So anyway, so that's that's all the corrections we had. It was pretty minor. It was all me. So I apologize, fellow geeks, for all of my mistakes. Uh, Wonder Rob is, uh, meanwhile, flawless. Well, obviously. I mean, it's hard to stay humble when you're this good. <laughs> um, with that, uh, since we already have uh, introduced Mark and his corrections, why not hear from Mark himself in a special segment that he likes to call In Review with the Corrections Department? We'll be right back. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another In Review with the Corrections Department. Uh, this week I'm going to be talking about Rye and the Last Dragon, which is available right now on Disney Plus with uh, Premier Access. Me and my family this past weekend uh, decided to, I guess, do the long-term lease or rental or whatever you want to call it with Premier Access on Disney Plus to watch the movie. And we all really enjoyed it. I thought the breathtaking animation in the film was, was beautiful. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Darren, worked on the film. He had animated some of the funny shots in the film that I thought were pretty good. One of them specifically is with uh, Aquafina's character Sisu the dragon. Uh, When she transforms into a human, she says, my head's so much closer to my butt, it'll make it so much easier for digestion. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran is very good as Rai in the film. Uh, Benedict Wong is pretty funny in the film as well. And I just really enjoyed it overall. I would definitely suggest anybody to check it out. It's definitely worth the, the premiere access to, to give it a watch. Or even if you're able to, go see it in a theater if you can safely. Uh, but I would definitely suggest watching Ryan the Last Dragon and back to Shoff and Rob. All right. Well, Mark, um, I, I just picked up this name you dropped. <laughs> Talking about animators, you know, Ooh. that worked on it. Good for you. <laughs> Ooh. I know Don Bluth. <laughs> Mark. I know people who know Don Bluth. <laughs> That's me. That's right. And lots of others. <laughs> I've been directed by Don Bluth, Mark. I've been touched inappropriately by Don Bluth. I don't have a follow-up for this series of jokes, Mark. Time's up, Don. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, anyways, apparently Raya and the Last Dragon is an excellent movie, so please do check it out. If you do, let us know. Uh, I do not have premiere access on Disney+, Plus, so I have no means to watch that, and... I don't think I'll be shelling out 30 bucks to, to give that a shot. So, Well, I have no idea how Premiere Access even works, only because there has yet to be an offering that I deem worthy of my 30 bucks. Uh, 
for Disney Plus. But if Black Widow comes to Disney Plus Premier Access, if things change and it doesn't hit theaters in May, I'll probably break into my piggy bank. Oh, right. Okay, folks. Well, without further ado, let's get into some geek news. Geek Nude news. All right. So, Wonder Rob, we got a few stories in movies, a TV uh-huh. article, and a couple of video game articles. What do you want to talk about today? Oh, shoot. Well, let me just start at the top of the agenda. The Google Docs. Shoff, I'll just do that. Uh, of course, if I had it open already, that would have been the smart thing. But that is not <laughs> what I did. Open link. Thank you. All right. Let me tell you. This is coming from Deadline, Shoff. The biggest news story of the week, the scandal of the century. Pepe Le Pew will not be appearing in Warner Brothers Space Jam sequel shop. Yes, yes. All right, this comes from Deadline. I'm going to give you the facts before I ask for your input. Pepe Le Pew will not be showing up at all, period, in the upcoming theatrical sequel Space Jam, colon, A New Legacy on July 16th. Deadline continues with with the Looney Tunes French skunk besieged by controversy in the wake of New York Times columnist Charles M. Blow. <laughs> Funny that this guy's named Blow and he's he's pointing fingers at Baby Le Pew. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Charles M. Blow slammed the cartoon character, added, quote, to rape culture, end quote, Deadline has learned that the hybrid live-action animated scene between uh, Jane the Virgin actress uh, Grace Santo, Grace, she spells it G-R-E-I-C-E, so I apologize, uh, Greasy, or however you say your name. Uh, I'm sure the Corrections Department will have a field day with this one next week. Greasy Santo (laughs) and Pepe (laughs) Le Pew, they shared a scene shot back in uh, 2019 for Space Jam 2, and it was left on the cutting room floor uh the pepe le pew character will likely become a thing of the past like uh, speedy gonzalez shop wonder brothers has no current plans to feature him in any uh, of their tv series including looney tunes bugs bunny builders tiny tunes lunaversary or any other future projects shop now before i continue let's get the hot take let's hear the hot goss shop uh should they cancel Pee-pee Le Pew. No. <laughs> no. No. You heard it here first, you guys. Oh, my no. gosh. It's so ridiculous. Last week, it was uh, what they've done to desexualize uh, Lola Bunny. This week, Pepe, Pepe Le Pew is out the door. Uh, look. What's next? Yeah. Um Mar- Marvin the Martian uh, not allowed to zap people with the gun anymore? Come on, America. <laughs> now, if there, here's the thing. He should be judged like any character, whether it's a living or animated, fake, whatever. They should be judged based off of what they're like, how they're written, right? Like in this movie, if he's doing things in the movie that are like absolutely inappropriate and in and actually adding to rape culture as they're saying then absolutely it shouldn't have even been included in the first place not 
cut uh, left on the cutting room floor. It shouldn't have been written that way. But if he's just maybe a love struck, um, uh, what is he? A, a skunk, right? A love struck skunk. He's a skunk. Then there's nothing wrong with that. Like it, it's what it's how they write him. Pepe Le Pew is not the problem. It's how he was written in the past. And therefore that that's the issue. And also they're talking about previous versions of Pepe Le Pew, not currently. It, and, and that's my big problem. Like everyone gets judged based off of stuff that happens 10 plus years ago. Pepe Le Pew has been around for well longer than us at the very least. And uh, sure, a lot longer than us. Yeah. And sure. He's had some moments, but it's so strange that we literally are at a point where we're canceling like the cancel culture is reaching out to animated characters and saying no more. Um, it's baffling. It's baffling. Um, I, I fully uh, support and I want people to feel safe and I, I want uh, pe- I want things to be inclusive. And uh, I absolutely stand for the rights of every human on this earth. But um let's keep in mind this is a cartoon character and if he's written to add to rape culture then you should be vilifying the writers not the character that's fair that's fair i mean i can appreciate their point but i'm gonna tell you 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 know the last time peppy le pew crossed my mind shot (laughs) it's so true uh I, i can comfortably say years decades even is probably the last time I ever had a real thought about Pepe Le Pew Um, which is really interesting to me because on the other side of the coin uh, not so much your point but the people who are real big Pepe Le Pew defenders like like, uh, Pepe Le Pew is uh, Muhammad Ali or um, you know Gandhi or like some some uh, some beloved fictional character that needs to be put up on a pedestal. <laughs> like it's Pepe Le Pew, you guys. How many shorts did Pepe Le Pew have? Maybe like four. <laughs> like I don't know why people are holding him into such high esteem. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, let me tell you about the scene that was cut, Shaf, and then maybe uh, maybe you can uh, let me know what your opinion is on this. So okay. this is again. Straight from Deadline, this is the description of the scene that was cut. Pepe was set to appear in a black-and-white, Casablanca-like Rick's Cafe sequence. Pepe, playing a bartender, starts hitting on a woman at the bar, played by Santo, uh, which is the lady from that one show that I just discussed. He begins kissing her arm, which she pulls back, then slamming Pepe into a chair next to hers. She then pours her drink on Pepe, slaps him hard, and sends him spinning in a stool which is then stopped by LeBron James's hand. James and Bugs Bunny are looking for Lola, and Pepe knows her whereabouts. Pepe tells the guys that Penelope Cat has filed a restraining order against him. James makes a remark in the script that Pepe can't grab other tunes without their consent. And that would have been the scene. Okay. Also... His erect penis was out the whole time. <laughs> Skunk penis. Skinus. And he put some stank on it. <laughs> I set him up and you knock him down, Chef. That's why we're best friends. Put it on a shirt. 
Put that out yeah. for the Patreon subscribers. I mean, again, this is a, a modern scene that somebody wrote. So the issue is not Pepe Le Pew. The issue is the writers. The issue is the animators. The issue is the, the fact that it got this far. You know, like, uh, if we're an evolved race, then, you know, we should be mindful and respectful of people. But if we're not... Yeah, and if we're relying on old tropes and old stereotypes, because Pepe Le Pew was an old trope, uh, then uh, then that's where our problem is. That's where they 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 misstepped. So I can see both sides, but I, he's a freaking character. He's a cartoon, guys. He's a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, again, neither here nor there. Uh, I probably wouldn't even notice if Pepe Le Pew wasn't in the movie had they not said anything, or wasn't in the movie had they not said anything. Uh, but anyway, don't expect to see any Pepe Le Pew anytime soon, you guys, unless you start maybe like a Kickstarter or something to get the scene back in. Who knows? Uh, release the Pepe Le Pew cut. Get it trending on Twitter. Maybe that's what'll solve this problem. All right, what <laughs> else is going on? Well, we might, we might not be seeing any more Pepe Le Pew, but we will be seeing some mega muscles on Natalie Portman because, let me tell you, uh, they just posted some set photos. You know how the, uh, the, the geeks of the world are. They, they, they find a way to get their cameras smuggled into, onto the set of some Marvel movie, for in this instance, Thor Love and Thunder, and they happen to get some snapshot shots of Natalie Portman mm-hmm. looking quite swole. Um, now, she did transform physically for this role. Now, my question to you, Wonder Rob, is this. Now, I'm not, I'm uh-huh. not saying that I don't think it's possible that Natalie Portman could get this jacked. But do you think, based on seeing this photo, that... This is legitimately like her muscle, or do you think that she has some kind of prosthetic that is giving her these jacked arms? Well, that's a really good question, Shaf. Let me just pull up these leaked pictures again. Uh, For the listeners, all you got to do is Google, you know, leaked Natalie Portman uh, pictures. Thor. Thor. Please. Don't forget to add the word please, and you'll see them. Um I do not believe this is a suit. The reason why I do not believe this is a suit, Shaf, is uh, when Thor had his big fat suit on, you'll notice that uh, they had, he had like gloves on his hand, like little fingerless gloves, and that was to cover the ends of the arms. Okay. uh, So you don't see the end of the bodysuit. This is a behind the scenes picture of Natalie Portman uh, looking, looking swole. She's not like female bodybuilder big or anything, but she's definitely uh, thick with two C's in her arms in this one. So yeah, I I wouldn't put it past her to have, you know, put on a little weight training to get this done. I mean, they turned around Chris Pratt. They made Paul Rudd look thick. They made Ku- Kumail Nanjiani uh, a comic book body. So I don't see why Natalie Portman couldn't have done the same thing. I need to get cast by Marvel. I want a comic book body. That's all you got to do, man. That's <laughs> exactly what Kumail Nanjiani said. He says it's an easy thing to do when you're being paid to do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> when it's your job to have to, to get your body this way, it's super easy because it's all you can do. <laughs> um, I just recently picked up the Mighty Thor 
uh, uh, graphic novel, uh, which features Jane Foster as as Thor. So it, um, Taika Waititi has said multiple times that he is, the story is loosely based on um, aspects of the of this uh, this comic book run. So. Um, I haven't started reading it yet, but uh, my arch nemesis highly recommends the writer of this particular run. So, uh, so yeah. Oh yeah, she looking thick. She looking thick with two she, C's. She, yeah, she looks strong. She look. I, she reminds me of Abby from Last of Us Two. Shaf, a game you haven't played, but the the fellow geeks out there, they know what I'm talking about. Just picture Abby, but Natalie Portman, same thing. All right, moving on, Shuff. Uh, the official Justice League watch party with Rob Schneider announced. <laughs> the Rob Schneider cut. I'm sure I'm not the first person to have made that joke, but uh, I think it would be great. Zack Snyder, not Rob Schneider, is hosting a watch party for Justice League Schneider cut, giving fans the chance to see the movie alongside the director himself. Uh, Snyder's four-hour version is finally on its way to HBO Max, Shaf. Next week, the 18th, Shaf, which means we are going to have to suffer through four hours of Justice League to talk about it next week. So mark your calendars, kids. Anyway, his four-hour version is finally hitting HBO Max, and it has been announced that Snyder himself and some special guests, Shaf, will be having a watch party for Justice League. Uh, in party, or excuse me, not party, in partnership with Scener, whatever that is. The watch party will take place on March 18th, the day the Schneider Cut drops at 7 p.m. EDT or 4 p.m. PDT. The event will include a Q&A with Schneider beforehand. Fans can RSVP via Scener through an HBO Max account will be necessary. Uh, excuse me, though an HBO account will be necessary uh, to properly participate uh here's a little tidbit just in case you need a little extra incentive to get on board with this Zack snyder's justice league shop will also include cameos by some new heroes such as martian manhunter a member of the green lantern Corps, and a very special surprise justice league hero has been teased for the end of the film as well shaf who do you think it's going to be very special justice league hero very special Hmm. Think of a specialist, Justice League. Is it going to be that girl who uh, wears a top hat and is dressed in a tuxedo, except it's a sexy tuxedo? Zatanna. Zatanna. Is it going to be Zatanna? I hope so, because she hot. Is it going to be Power Girl? Um, I think it's going to be Plastic Man. <laughs> Plastic Man, by ben, and it's Ben Schwartz. Really? No. <laughs> oh. Your favorite. <laughs> you had me tricked. I believe you. I was like, um, the whole podcast just stopped for a hot second because you were like, sure "What? Really? No way. Is this a hot? This is this is a late breaking. This is this is a scoop." Oh, um, man. No, I don't know who it is, but if it is Plastic Man, you bet your ass it's gonna be Ben Schwartz because that guy, that guy uh, would would uh, kill his own family to play that part. 
So you're saying that it's not, it's somebody other than Martian Manhunter? I was under the impression that the special cameo was going to be Martian Manhunter. This is how, this is what it says. This is what the article says. From Screen Rant, friends of the show. Uh, Justice League will include cameos by some new heroes, such as Martian Manhunter and a member of the Green Lantern Corps. A special surprise Justice League hero has been teased for the end of the film as well. Mm. The as well as is the uh, the the real kicker. So that means we're getting somebody else, Shaw, a special Justice League hero. You know, it probably could be the Adam because I know that they they had filmed some stuff with Ryan Choi um, in the Snyder Cut. So he could very well be suiting up as the Adam. We might get to see that. All right. Well, only time will tell. And uh, time will tell next week, next Thursday, to be precise, on the 18th. So uh, get an HBO Max subscription or steal somebody's password because you're going to want to watch it to understand how much we hate ourselves after (laughs) we watch it next week. It's true. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Uh, The next uh, bit of news, this is just a a sort of a a brief uh, headline, but on Screen Rant, uh, just a, a notable thing I wanted to share since I'm a big Trekkie is that they announced that a Star Trek documentary called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek, is coming to the History Channel. And it's promising a deep dive over five decades of Star Trek. 55 years. That's crazy. There's been so many shows uh, and, I mean, and Star Trek is showing no sign of backing down. In fact, they're kind of starting up what is basically being referred to as the Star Trek universe mm-hmm. on uh, Paramount Plus, previously CBS All Access. Um, and I have yet to get a Paramount Plus uh, membership, but you know I'm going to do it because I still haven't seen all of Star Trek Discovery Season 3, and I got to get my my butt in gear and finish that. So. But one thing it says, the series promises to reveal never-before-seen backstage stories and offer some fresh insights while uh, delving into some of the more obscure areas of Trek history, including the 70s animated series and the abandoned Star Trek Phase Two show. Um, mm-hmm. This is an eight-part History Channel show. And um, notably, Beverly Crusher actress Gates McFadden is one of the executive producers. So there's going to be Trek cast members working behind the scenes. There's supposed to be interviews with cast and crew and Trek experts and potentially, hopefully, um, it should be around in time to watch for Star Trek's 55th anniversary, which happens uh, in September 2021. Nice. Not watching would be illogical. Ooh, fascinating. That's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy, Shaf. No, it sounds like it's right up your alley. Absolutely. Right up your butt alley. All right. Speaking of butt alleys, let me tell you something that's up Shaf's butt alley. But this is mine just ever so just just ever so slightly. Did you know, Shaf? Well, I know you know this, but pretend you didn't know this. Shaf, did you know we're getting a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game? No. That's why you are an Arizona actor, my friend. Arizona award-winning actor three times. <laughs> Give it up for Shaf, everybody. Uh, 
<laughs> I've only been nominated once. <laughs> I'm not bitter or nothing. Um, anyway, we're getting a new Ninja Turtles game shop called Shredder's Revenge, uh, which is developed by uh, the the team behind Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, colon, the game, which Schaff has played and I believe uh, loved. But here, this is coming from Polygon Shaff, this article. Uh, 30 years later, we're finally getting a sequel of sorts to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time video game. On Wednesday, publisher Dotimu, uh, Dotimu? Dotimu, however you say it, and game developer Tribute Games revealed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Shredder's Revenge, described as a, quote, classically informed side-scrolling beat-em-up directly inspired by classic TMNT games. It's a four-player co-op beat-em-up in the classic Konami style. That is, the style of the brawler that sucked quarters out of anyone who played 1989's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the 1991 sequel, Turtles in Time in Arcades. Shav. Oh, it Ooh, sucked that my was quarters so good. Sucked, sucked my quarters so good. I got next game. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I continue, I know I have a feeling you're pumped for this game. I know you watched the trailer. It yep. has a... It has, some, it has some pretty decent animation, some hand-drawn animation of the turtles, and then it gets into the uh, the 16-bit, maybe even 32-bit, side-scrolling beat-em-up action. And this is right up Shaf's alley. His butt alley, like I said before. <laughs> Tell him about your butt alley, Shaf. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm absolutely super excited about this. Now, when, the, when I first started watching the trailer, like you said, it's a lot of hand-drawn animation. Um, reminiscent of the intro of the TV show, the cartoon TV show, but not exactly the same uh, in terms of, like their models. But what I will say is that I was a little worried because I was like, is this what the video game is? Like, is it in a hand-drawn style or is it something else? And then towards the end of the trailer, we finally got like what actual gameplay and it looked a lot like Turtles in Time, um, like you said, being a side scroller, sort of 16, potentially 32 bit. Um, but I mean, I, I love turtles in time. If I could get my hands on one of those, uh, arcade one up arcade machines that has mm-hmm. turtles in time on it, I would, I've looked, uh, because I didn't have the money when I saw one at Walmart and now I have the money, but they don't have them anymore. So like if I get my hands on one of those, I absolutely would. I would love to have that, um, here in the the studio, but um, cause I love turtles in time. I just have like a very soft spot for this game. So hopefully Shredder's revenge can kind of maintain that same nostalgia and keep it going. If it doesn't have big apple 3am in it, <laughs> then it, it's garbage. Prehistoric turtle sores. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It never gets old. Uh, here's the official synopsis, Shaw, from the developer. Technodrome, let's kick shell. <laughs> I'm not even mad you interrupted me because that was hilarious. Technodrome, <laughs> let's kick shell. You're right. That's how, that's how it goes. Um, here's the official synopsis. With Bebop and Rocksteady amassing gizmos to support Krang and Shredder's latest scheme, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon, Shredder's Revenge, finds the turtles battling through 
a breathless tour of iconic TMNT locations to thwart their nemesis's most diabolical plan yet. Armed with shell-shocking new abilities, built on a foundation of classic brawling mechanics, the gang are in for exhilarating, foot clan stomping, romp leading. <laughs> I, I, I read that sentence so incorrectly. I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Let's start that again. Armed with the shell-shocking new abilities built on the foundation of classic brawling mechanics, the game are in, the gang are in for an exhilarating foot clan stomping romp, leading them through the sewers and bustling boroughs of New York City all the way through Dimension X. Can you tell this was the first time I've read it? It's called a cold read, shop. It's called a cold read. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, anyway. I will here's the here's what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give the the game credit where credit's due. For the look of the game, the side scroller, it's definitely pretty. It's good looking art. The the turtles are are different enough from each other to really uh display their personalities, but it's not they're not so different that it looks totally wildly off base. So I'm going to give you that. Although when I uh did see this game the first time, Shaf, I wasn't super thrilled. Uh, in our group chat, you, me, the corrections department, and your arch nemesis factor. I said, uh, this game, I'm not thrilled. And you made some joke about about the state of the country or the state <laughs> of the Republicans or something like that. But here's why I'm not thrilled. And I'm not not going to play it. So don't get me wrong. But every time there's a new Ninja Turtles game, it's the same game, Shaf. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Think of any, think of all the recent Ninja Turtle games that come out, even the mobile games, even though I use the word game loosely when I describe those games. It's all virtually the same type of game. I just want to see a different type of Ninja Turtles game. That's uh, all I want. Like, did you forget about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows? Maybe. Let's that Google it, on, you guys. That was, a, I believe, an Xbox One game. TMNT Out of the Shadows. We're coming out of our shells. We're coming out of our shells. Are you talking about the movie, or is there a game based on the movie? Oh, wait, no. Here it is. Did I have the Arcade. title? Arcade. No. Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Out of the Shadows is also the name of the se- the second movie. Oh, you're right. Turtles. The second most recent movie, I mean. Uh, but there was a, an Xbox 360 oh, Mutants game. Mutants in Manhattan. That's what it was. Okay. Let's see. Because I know this Out of the Shadows was a beat-em-up style game, too. So let's see. What was it called? Mutants in Manhattan. TMNT Mutants... In Manhattan. Let's see. Uh, this game, I, it is not ringing a bell. Maybe I missed it. Let's oh, this see. game was fun. It was. I'm, I'm pulling up the trailer right now, you guys. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Is this the game I want? Shoff, is this the game I want right now? Because... <laughs> it looks like an open sorry if it feels like i'm stuttering and talking it's because i, I thought i clicked a trailer but i clicked somebody's playthrough so a bunch of people just started talking in my ear while i was trying to talk um it looks like an 
open world ish style game where people are, where the turtles are running around four player multiplayer. Yeah. Is that about right? Totally. And, and uh, but it's in, you know, it's, it's mostly open world, I would say. Um, but the cool part is there's lots of fusion moves. So you can do moves like, let's say if I'm Mikey and you're Donnie, uh, there's moves that we would do together in tandem to take down bad guys. And like the, the boss battles are, are really big. I remember battling against, um, uh, Rocksteady and Bebop and they were, they were pretty cool. Cause the, they were just, they were large and in charge. Like it was really, and the, the styling was really cool. It was very cell shaded. Um, if you still have an Xbox one, you should pick this game up. Whoa. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, fellow geeks, my mic stopped recording for no reason. So if it, if it sounds like I was in the middle of the thought and now I'm saying this, that's why, but Getting back to what we were talking about, Shaf, I don't remember this game. This game flew under my radar. And the reason why I'm interested in this now is because what I was going to say was, where is my Arkham-style Ninja Turtles game? Because that's what I've always wanted. A big open New York where I can be one of the four Ninja Turtles. And maybe it's a lot like Gotham Knight, Shaf, the one that's coming up. Or no, uh... Is that what it's called? The new Batman game? The 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 multiplayer Batman game? Gotham Knights? Uh, Gotham Knights, I think is, yeah. Yeah, Gotham Knights. Um, I was thinking of Arkham Knight. No, Gotham Knights, where you can play a single-player game, but you can have in the drop-in, drop-out multiplayer with the other turtles. That's the game I've wanted, and you're just going through the sewers. You're running into every bad guy. Rat King! You know, Shredder, Krang, uh, Baxter Stockman, uh, other people, the neutrinos or whatever they're called. Mutagen um, Man. Mutagen Man. But this game actually doesn't look bad. No, it, it was fun. fun. It was fun. Um, I don't think it's truly open world, if I remember correctly, but it's been a while since I played it. So um, I don't want to say one way or another. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, and the ability to drop in and play as various characters super cool boss battles were badass it's worth giving a shot if you can get your hands on it i think you should try yeah i mean my xbox is uh in in uh mothballs right now but maybe it's on pc so i'll, I'll take a look i'll report back next week on if i can find this game unless i forget to report back on it so tune in <laughs> next week for that Nice. All right. Well, the last bit of news that we have for you before we talk about boss level is um, fitting that we're talking about video games. But uh, Marvel Avengers, which um, we uh, reviewed when it came out on PS4, is finally getting a long-awaited feature with its update for Hawkeye. So neither Wonder Rob nor I have probably played this game in a while. I think I've probably played it more recently than Wonder Rob. I've actually beaten the game. I know Wonder Rob has not. <laughs> uh, I awarded this game worst game of 2020. I gave it the geeky award for worst game of 2020, if you recall. <laughs> Over Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's saying something for sure. Um, but it's going to get a big update on March 18th in the form of Hawkeye Future Imperfect which brings the next chapter of the story and involves one of Marvel's most dangerous villains ever, the Maestro, which is a future version of Hulk who has turned evil and grown a beard and, and stuff. <laughs> I thought it was maybe uh, that per that there was a, 
a, a character on Seinfeld who Elaine was dating, who uh, was a maestro and insisted on being called the maestro everywhere he went. <laughs> I thought maybe it would have been a, just a nice crossover. That would have been a lot better. And that would probably, that would have gotten us both to play the game again, I think. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Hawkeye is going to be a playable hero. Um, but that's not the main story. The main story is that they are going to be allowing you to replay the campaign as your character with all of your power-ups and upgrades and unlockables, kind of similar to how a lot of other games have already given you this privilege. Like, for instance, the first one I could think of would be uh, Spider-Man uh, on PS4 uh-huh. or, say, Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales. Both of them have the New Game Plus mode which allows you to go back in play the campaign with everything you've already unlocked all the suits all the powers all that stuff so that is now going to be brought into marvel's avengers which is it's kind of surprising it didn't already exist that it wasn't just part of the shell of the game from the start (laughs) i don't get i don't get this game i don't get the the developers on how they're choosing to uh, to unveil everything or how they're, you know, providing things like to put a Hawkeye DLC following a Hawkeye DLC. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you don't, you don't follow up an archer with an archer. Um, you introduce it's, a game. It's just easy for them. Yeah. You introduce a game and you, you talk about exclusives saying Sony's going to get this but Xbox is going to get this. But if, if you don't have a PlayStation, you're not going to be able to get Spider-Man, but you're not going to be able to play it as him until March of 2021. And the game came out what in like September of 2020. So seems like decades now, yeah. decades. So, I mean, I don't know if I would play this game more to replay the campaign, but there were aspects of the campaign that were a lot of fun. And I will tell you that to be able to play as other characters, in the campaign that I wasn't able to play as before that to me is a reason to go back. Like if I can go back and play as not Kamala Khan, but play as Thor or play as Iron Man in an actual Iron Man suit, uh, which is not something you get until halfway through the campaign. Um, (laughs) Go figure. Uh, Then, you know, that would make it a a reason to play it. But anyways, for those that do enjoy this game that are, are want to play some more, uh, you're going to get the ability to do that. And they've also added customizable harm rooms, which are those holographic training uh, uh, scenarios. So you can actually customize yeah. them now. So, so that's coming in patch 1.5.0. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, any other thoughts on that one to wrap? I am looking forward to not remembering about this update. Uh, minutes after we're done recording this episode. (laughs) Did this game have a a free upgrade to PS5? Yes. Or, yes, I believe so. I believe it did. I believe it did. But, again, I might be wrong, because I have not touched it (laughs) since uh, the last couple times we played it, which was maybe like a week or two after we reviewed the game oh, okay. around the time when I decided I do not like this game. Okay. So I've just, I've moved on. I've, I've washed, I've washed my hands clean of this shop. Um, I realized it's just like Pepe Le Pew again. <laughs> I haven't thought of this game, but you keep mentioning it. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I keep bringing it up in my mind. I realized that during my, um, 
section talking about the past week, I neglected to bring up that with the assistance of Mark Vibbert, our corrections department, not uh-huh. to mention the continued assistance uh, from both yourself and also arch nemesis Vactor, um, all of you helped me in my attempts to get a PS five and Mark was successful in that endeavor and was able to score a PS five bundle. So very much looking forward to being an owner of the PS five and joining the cool kids. Yes. Welcome to the next generation. (laughs) Thank you. That means you're going to be able to play resident evil eight village and make good on that promise you made it's true a few episodes back that you will play at least eight hours of resident evil eight i can't wait (laughs) yes (laughs) that and butt sex that too but 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 butt snacks butt sex is a whole different thing We'll keep that off the podcast. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, with that, we're going to take a short break. Uh, let you guys know where you can find us on social media because Wonder Rob uh, brings all the most amazing stories and memes and stuff. He's wonderful on social media, so you're definitely going to want to follow our accounts. Um, but we will be right back with our discussion and review of Boss Level from Hulu+. Plus. We'll be right back. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So to Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So to Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. Hey, we're back. That's right, we're back. We're talking boss level frank grillo is the star of this movie and uh the best way i can describe this movie it is groundhog's day groundhog day but as an action movie yeah don't don't put an s i know i almost i almost committed the wonder rob sin yes (laughs) um so before we get into it, uh, for anybody who has not yet seen Boss Level, which may be plenty of you because it came out on Hulu and, you know, I think that's a little bit obscure uh, in this day and age to to release on such a platform. But um, we are going to talk spoilers. So if you wanted to watch this, please hit pause on the podcast. Maybe listen to an earlier episode while you queue up your Hulu Plus and then uh, come on back after after you've seen it. Uh, Wonder Rob. What uh-huh. did you think of this movie? Overall, did you enjoy it? Well, let me tell you, before I tell you my thoughts on the, the final product, I was blissfully unaware that this movie even existed. <laughs> I had not heard of it. There had no mention of it on any of my social media news feeds or anything like that. And so when you said, 
hey, I'm thinking for this week, uh, let's go ahead and watch Boss Battle. It's Frank Grillo, Groundhog Day type movie. And I was like, sure, why not? Frank Grillo's, Frank Grillo's all right, you know? I don't have a problem with that guy. I, I like Groundhog Day, singular, Groundhog Day. Uh, Palm Springs is a good movie. The Groundhog Day trope is actually one I do enjoy oh, yeah. a lot. So I sat down last night, popped this on Hulu, got some snacks. My wife sat down next to me, and she only passively watched like she always does. And I uh, got about halfway through. This movie had a chore I had to take care of in the middle (laughs) of it. And then... (laughs) I hope she doesn't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I'll just leave it at that. It and then I finished the movie. <laughs> if you catch my drift, you guys, if you catch my drift. <laughs> anyway, I said I wasn't going to bring it up on the podcast, and then look, I just brought it up. Anyway, I watched the first half of this movie, took care of business, and then finished this movie and I'll tell you my thoughts on this movie Shaf I cannot believe you made me sit through this movie because I enjoyed it (laughs) and I can't believe you suggested something that I had never heard of never had any inkling of and that I uh, had a good time watching Shaf I enjoyed this movie Uh, it it moves at a really brisk pace it's only about a little over 90 minutes long, which is the perfect amount of movie because I feel like everything we've been watching lately has been three hours long. <laughs> WandaVision excluded, but like Wonder Woman took took two and a half weeks to watch. It's true. Uh, how about, just, I just feel like... How about next week? Next week longer. we got a six-part, oh what, four-plus-hour no, it's movie. four hours. Yeah, yeah. four... Four hours. I'm gonna have to watch four hours of Justice League next week. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, we'll let future Rob talk about that. But this was 90 minutes, the perfect length for a movie like this, and it just starts off action shop. Uh, the premise of the movie, of course, being Frank Grillo uh, wakes up one day and he has just about everybody trying to kill him. He wakes up with somebody trying to kill him. He uh, dispatches that person, and immediately a person in a helicopter is trying to kill him. He has to jump out of his apartment building before it explodes because somebody else was trying to kill him. Uh, People in in cars are coming after him with bazookas trying to kill him. He has to carjack a car. He has to uh, dodge uh, little people trying to kill him. He has to dodge people with, uh, oh shoot, I forget what they're called, you know, harpoons trying to kill him. This guy can't, this guy can't take a, take a, Poop, Shah, without somebody trying to kill him. And it's essentially him living this day over and over and over again, trying to avoid being killed by all these people. Uh, and if that sounds like an action-packed movie, it's because it was. Yeah. The, the action is pretty much nonstop in this. And I think that's what really made it fly by. It didn't feel like I, I watched an hour and a half worth of movie. It felt like I watched like an episode of a TV show like an hour-long episode of a TV show. Uh, it was very brisk, very fast, and I enjoyed it. What about you? Uh, I totally agree. I, I did. I had zero expectations going into it, and maybe that's why 
I enjoyed it so much. I was thinking about this, like too often we go into watching a movie with already having seen so many trailers. We've been following the casting news about it. We've been talking about whatever articles and there's been tons of press about this or that. We know what to expect. And then all that hype leads to us being disappointed often. Um, This movie, like you said, flew under the radar and it benefited from that, from kind of being like a sleeper hit. Um, What did you think about, um, what's his face? Uh, Frank Grillo as a lead, as a leading man in his own movie. It's funny that you should ask that because, again, my wife was passively watching it. uh, But I would, I turned and looked to her a couple of times and I said, you know, this, (laughs) I really like Frank Grillo. Yeah. (laughs) Like he... You're right. He's not a leading man exactly. Or if he has been a leading man in other things, I haven't seen it. Uh, but he carried this movie well. He he has that sort of like smarmy, asshole-ish, likable f- characteristic. Almost like, almost like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like that sort of way that he carries himself. Not Bruce Willis in Cop Out. Okay. I could also uh, say Bruce Willis in Fifth Element very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really – I did enjoy his performance a lot. And I'd be happy to see him in other stuff. Or maybe I had to look and see if he's had any other leading roles like this. But I didn't, again, really know what to expect. All I knew is that he started it. And, you know, he, he impressed me. And there's a, there's a lot of stars in this actually that I didn't know were in this movie. Mel Gibson is in this. Yeah. I guess he's, uh, and he has a tiny, he must only be in this movie for like 10 minutes. It's really uh, shocking considering he's the main villain of the, the entire movie. Like he's got a lot of dialogue. He's got these long, like speech soliloquies type thing. But I mean, he, there's more, there's more screen time given to all the minions, all the henchmen. And speaking of henchmen, uh, Will Sasso is yeah. in this as uh, the number two bad guy to Mel Gibson. And I got to tell you, man, <laughs> Will, don't sleep on Will Sasso because that guy, he's, I don't see him in a lot of stuff, but he's good in everything I see him do. Um, he, he, I, I I really liked him in this movie because, I mean, I've wa- years and years have passed, but I mean, he was on Mad TV. He was my favorite person on Mad TV. Um, he used to do a podcast called the Ten Minute Podcast, which I really like, which was exactly what it sounded like. It was just a ten minute podcast of him and his friends just goofing around. Um, he. I remember he had a big streak on Vine, too. Shop, I don't know if you saw these, but he had, like, a big hit series of viral videos where he would just spit lemons out of his mouth <laughs> at people. <laughs> uh, if it sounds dumb, it's because it is. But uh, go to YouTube and, and type in Will Sasso Vine Collection, and you'll see. Um, but the, guy, the guy's funny, man. Um, I always, I've always liked Will Sasso, and he he pulls off, like, mean henchmen, but, like dumb mean henchman pretty darn well there's a i know we're jumping all over the place 
but we are spoiling this if you didn't get that already, uh, loyal listeners. There's a, a scene in the movie where Frank Grillo stabs him in the head with a sword. And instead of immediately dying, Will Sasso's just like trying to pull this sword out of his head. Uh, and before he dies, before he finally dies, what does he say? He's like, do you guys smell, what does he say? Pancakes? No, he's muffins? like, he's like, yeah, do you smell muffins? <laughs> <laughs> do you smell muffins? <laughs> and then he dies. There's also a funny throwaway line that he has in this movie where uh, Frank Grillo is has figured out that uh, his wife, uh, the motivation of this, or excuse me, ex-wife, but uh, mother to his son, uh, dies in this movie, and he finds out exactly when she dies, so he's trying to make it to her location before she actually dies. He only has 14 minutes to do it. And he's attempting to to get to her over and over and over again, but he keeps making mistakes or he keeps running into roadblocks and dying. And he gets past each roadblock each time because he, he knew it. But what he just messes up and he gets surrounded by armed guards pointing guns at him. Will Sasso's pointing a gun at him and Frank Grillo just, you know, points a gun at his head and, and kills himself. And Will Sasso just looks at him and goes, huh. That was weird. <laughs> and it was the per I'm I'm not doing the line justice right now, but it's just this intense action sequence. Frank Grillo shooting people, chopping people up with swords, and then he just hits a roadblock full of guns and just kills himself. And he's that was weird. Man, that line got a, a big laugh out of me in the movie. <laughs> uh Will Sasso, friend of the show, Will Sasso. Everybody. Yeah. Um I will say uh, Will Will I enjoyed. There was a a fairly well established actor that was in this movie that I was like, why does he suck so bad? Or is he just written so bad on, in this movie? Oh, Ken Jeong. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) He was awful in this movie. Like usually I didn't think he was awful, but I don't think he was up to par with some other things that I've seen him in. No, definitely not. Yeah, he had he he was written with terrible jokes, just really bad jokes, and maybe that was just his character, like to tell really bad jokes. But it really just felt out of place for the movie. Um, interesting casting. I don't know if you know this, but the guy, the kid who played his son in the movie, mm-hmm. Joe, is actually played yeah. by Rio Grillo, Frank's actual son. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Maybe that. And I think that explains why the two of them had such great chemistry. The scenes they were in together. Like one thing I knew that about this movie was that it was going to be an action movie. What I did not expect was that it was going to have some heart to it. And Mm -hmm. like the idea of how to be like, he knows he has to save the day, but in the process of all of these reboots of his, of the day, he gets a chance to sort of reconnect with his son and has some very like endearing moments. There's that video game playing montage during the movie, which I found very, uh, very sweet. Like it was, it was such a nice moment between the two of them. And like, I thought about like how you might view it, like you playing video games with your son or me playing video games with my daughter, like just those moments do we get to share together and, and appreciate the nostalgia. Cause they were playing street fighter, um, which I know you love. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a whole sequence of them playing Street Fighter and his son beating him, 
and mocking Frank Grillo by striking the pose of uh, <laughs> Ken when he wins the fight. And then finally, you know, the days are going by and he's getting better and better at Street Fighter because the day keeps repeating and he beats his son and he strikes the pose <laughs> on the screen. The same pose that his character did on the screen. Like that that part was pretty good. I liked that part. Um, They referred and he were, excuse me, he was trying to talk about the... Uh, Arukins? A, a is that how, how do you pronounce it? Shoryuken! Hadouken! <laughs> and he was calling it Arugula. That, that, I, I laughed Arugula. at that. I laughed at that. At first, I misheard that line and I thought they were talking Aku- talking about Akuma, secret character. Uh, but I was like, oh no, that's not what they were talking about. They were talking <laughs> they were talking about the secret character in Street Fighter. They were talking about the the Hadoukens. Um I did laugh out loud during that same moment uh, same section of the movie where Frank just has basically followed his son into this video game arcade. And uh, it's like a special like competition or whatever for these uh, these like old style games, these nostalgic games. And he's talking with the guy up front who's like the one checking everybody in, taking their money, whatever. And he's the one who runs this place. (laughs) And the guy they're having this like really awkward exchange. And the, the the guy who owns this arcade is super confident, the most confident uh, geek out there for like liking the stuff he likes. And, and I, I've certainly felt seen in that moment, but, <laughs> um, he asked, uh, Frank Grillo's character asks him if he has any kids. <laughs> and the guy goes, no, I'm kidless by choice. <laughs> and Frank Grillo responds. And I, I laughed out loud. He goes, whose choice? <laughs> <laughs> the guy, no, he asks him how old he is. And he goes, the big four one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. so there are definitely some very funny moments but there was heart with this there was also a lot of like gratuitously violent deaths it was violent yeah speaking Um, of the violence what was your your favorite way frank grillo died in this movie uh, he died a lot of different ways yeah he sure did favorite way that he died probably i loved the whole montage with uh, what's her name? Uh, Guan Yin. Uh, anytime mm-hmm. he got decapitated by Guan Yin, I always, I always laughed. My name is Guan Yin, and I just did this. And Guan Yin has done this. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Guan Yin has done this. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, I love when he, um, he jumped out of the, uh, the the, his apartment. And then he like landed in front of the car and then he gets run over. Like there's some really funny stuff or when he gets like launched into the bus <laughs> and then he gets stepped yeah, on by some woman. He's like, Oh oh shit. The bus. Like he all, he remembers that the bus is coming. The bus he dodges day in and day out. And he just forgot about it for some reason. He goes, Oh shit. The bus. And then gets thrown into the bus. <laughs> <laughs> The one that made me laugh the most, I don't know why it did, but it was um when the the first time you see the little the little person um and he bumps into him in the parking lot and he's like and he just slaps a little like grenade to Frank Grillo's back and <laughs> Frank Grillo just sasses him and he goes, I don't like your attitude <laughs> <laughs> and blows him up. I don't know why, but that got a really big laugh out of me. And the guy with the, the harpoon who harpoons him. Oh yeah. 
He's like, get some, get some. Yeah, he's dragging Frank Grillo behind him in the car. And he's like, get some. <laughs> Keep saying get some. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't quite understand why anybody would want this technology if it wouldn't matter. You know, like, clearly Frank Grillo's, he's using it even against his, he didn't even know he was going to be subjected to it. He didn't know what was happening, but the idea that he would relive the day with the chance to do something different. But then by the end of the day, (laughs) the world explodes. Like, yeah. What exactly? Oh yeah. And that's, that's an element that they just throw in out of nowhere. They're like, Oh, this is the day's been repeating so much that now the world is just going to end because the space time continuum is broken. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, what, what is the ultimate use of this technology? Clearly it, why did you invent this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? And I thought it was, um, there was some funny, uh, like choices from the writing perspective. Like, uh, for instance, Frank Grillo's character, his name is Ray Pulver, which I think mm-hmm. clearly is a playoff on the word pulverize, which happens to him so many different times. He gets pulverized by all the, the henchmen, uh, along the way. Um, the, the lab that his wife works at is called Dynow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so there's like lots of like little bits and pieces. Apparently the, the, the day that they're repeating is May 9th, which just so happens to be, um, what's his face? Joe Carnahan's birthday. He's the director, producer. Uh, he wrote the screenplay. Uh, mm-hmm. so, um, we also have, uh, Michelle Yeoh as uh um, like a sword fighting master um mm-hmm. she was great naomi watts what the heck is she doing in this movie she got, she got to keep her sag membership she got to get that insurance yeah i i was really shocked she doesn't make movies like this nope <laughs> nope she doesn't <laughs> and she had like a nothing part too yeah it was just like, uh, they killed me. Save me. <laughs> she, she, she might have needed a check because there wasn't a lot of depth at that part. No, no, definitely not. Um, I like the way the movie ends, too, because it doesn't really lay it all out for you. Like he gets one last go through of this this day. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's so right. He, so he walks through the what do they call it? The Osiris Spindle. Well, yeah. Okay, so just to set it up, so the the they he finally saves his wife. He does everything right. He kills all the people. He saves his son. He saves his wife. He finally got the sequence right after you know two hundred some odd tries, and he finds out. Okay, in order to end this day repeating, you have to walk into the machine that started this in the first place, uh, and then. You you may just die, but the day's gonna repeat again. But if you die this time, you're dead. The day's not going to repeat for you because you, you you know, ended the loop. So you're going to start the day over one more time. There's still going to be dozens of people trying to kill you, but you can't die because this is your last chance. Now that you've done it all right. Yeah. Yes. That, to me, I was thinking about that. How many times, I mean, has this happened to you in a video game where you get too confident? Like you've died a bunch of times, you know what's going to happen. So you now play the level again and you, you're super confident, 
but to the point of being sloppy because you like, you mm-hmm. just, you think, you know, better you, you, your ego is now taken over. And I'm thinking, Oh man, do you think that he s- survived this day with no safeguard intact? Or do you think he died? I think he died. <laughs> well, yeah, they, again, they, he gets to this point. They explain to him, okay, you're going to, you're going to walk into this machine. You're going to end the loop. You're going to live the day one more time. So don't die. So he he goes into the machine. The loop ends. Cuts to him the next morning. Waking up with the same guy who's been trying to kill him for the last 200 days right there. And then it cuts to credits. So it leaves it ambiguous. It's like, okay, he's in the, la- he's in the last day again. You've watched him do this. But the movie's over now. <laughs> and I was I looked at my wife and I said, "Oh, so I don't get to find out if he if he's successful after all this. <laughs> I don't get to find out if he does it." And my wife just sort of rolled her eyes at me cuz she wasn't really paying attention. Um I, so part of me thinks I don't know, my first instinct say, thought was, "Oh, he did he fucks up." Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't get it <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's open ended. But my initial my initial gut feeling was, oh, he messed up. But I don't know why that's where my mind went. But my mind went to, yeah, he he did it once, right? But he's gonna mess up this time. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's done, yeah. Because um, we've we've played enough video games to know what happens when you get too confident. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it happened to me, or not happened to me. This has never happened to me. But maybe that's why my mind went there because. What you said, that scenario in video games where you play the same level over and over and over and over and you you finally get to the end, but maybe you mess up and you have to do it all over again. And that's when you're just like, Ugh! <laughs> and you just keep, you try to do it as fast as you can, like, and it doesn't work out. Maybe that's why my mind went yeah. there. Yeah, he probably didn't make it. Yeah. Um, unrelated, but I wanted to bring this up. I don't know if you caught this, Wonder Rob, but there's a line that, Frank Grillo's character says to Will Sasso's character when he first reaches the compound, mm-hmm. he says, I can do this all day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice callback to, um, well, uh, Winter Soldier, but I mean, anytime Captain America is <laughs> in a fight with somebody. Yep, that's the old Captain America tagline. So, anyways, th- I mean, this movie as well, there's a lot of similarities to like Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, that same concept of re repeating the day or however, but um, I kind of am sad that this movie didn't get a theatrical theatrical release because I think it was on par with movies that have come out in, in the theaters. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it yeah. just as much if I would have gotten to see it in the theaters. So I feel it's a shame that it's on Hulu. Uh, I think it would probably stand uh, to do better if it was on say Netflix or something like that. But it is what it is. I mean, this this movie had been in development for years, so I would say for at least three years. So, um, in fact, his uh, uh, Frank Grillo's mom passed away during the filming of it, and they d- they've dedicated the movie to her. So, I saw that. Yeah, how sweet. Yes, very sweet. Well, that's the consensus. So, um, you know, I, it's getting decent reviews, but I I would have to say that we both agree that we enjoyed boss level and we recommend boss level to anybody who, uh, enjoys video games, enjoys action and, uh, doesn't mind seeing a bunch of actors who shouldn't be working together, 
working together. <laughs> or working at all, Mel Gibson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is our podcast episode for the day. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, if you're looking to find us on social media, of course, we gave you the ways to find us uh, through our podcast handle, but we also keep our own individual handles. If you're looking to follow those too, uh, Wonder Rob, you can find him at Wonder Rob. W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. I am also on Instagram and Facebook with at uh, Shoff V-O. S-H-O-F-F. V is in voice. O is in over. If you're looking to follow our corrections department, you can do so at Mark Vibbert. M-A-R-C. Not a K. V-I-B-B-E-R-T. He gets really pissed off when you use a K. So don't use a K. <laughs> okay. Um, and then if you would like to follow my arch nemesis, I don't recommend it. Uh, oh man, can... we're giving your arch nemesis shout outs on the show. Well, now? You did, you did last week. So I thought we were continuing this. Uh... Oh, that was just cause he had a baby, but you know, I give him one more. All right. He gets one give for me one and more. that's the last one I ever give him, uh, at Vactor V A C T O R. Um, yeah. So, um, Fellow geeks, I hope you're ready because next week you're going to want to make sure that you've slept enough, that you've got enough to eat, that you got popcorn, you got everything ready because the Snyder Cut is officially getting released. No, I'm not talking about Tom and Jerry. I'm talking about the Snyder Cut. It's going to be available to watch and we will be reviewing it next week. So... <coughs> We hope that you're subscribed. We hope <laughs> you're that, already getting sick. Yeah, I'm already getting sick. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> it's making me ill. Um, <laughs> we hope that you have rated us and reviewed us so that we can give you a shout out next week. Uh, but if you haven't d- done so, that's your reminder. Wonder Rob and I will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Does it smell like muffins? That was weird. (laughs) You guys are fucking lame. use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right.